What's up, everybody? Welcome back to more Shooting the Schmidt. I am your host, Jonathan Smith, and it is currently 12.10 a.m. Friday morning. Thursday Night Football just finished not too, too long ago. And I was doing the prep work thinking I was going to record this tomorrow. But, man, it is just such a good weekend of football coming up. I just I got too excited. Like, there's no way I'm going to sleep anytime soon. So I was like, you know what? Let's just go ahead. Let's go ahead and knock out this podcast. I'm super excited to dive into everything coming up this weekend. But before I do that, I do want to recap the Thursday night football game. And let's be honest here. The story of the game is Sam Darnold, okay? And just the improvements that he's made in such a short amount of time from his time in... New York to his very short amount of time here in Carolina. So, like, the question is, like, why does Sam Darnold look so much better? And look, it's because he got a major upgrade just about everywhere, okay? He got a major upgrade at head coach and offensive coordinator, going from Adam Gase to Matt Rule and Joe Brady. You know, Matt Rule, Joe Brady, two of the best young minds in the NFL. Adam Gase, there's a reason why he's not coaching anywhere anymore, right? There's a reason why Ryan Tannehill went from who he was in Miami to who he is now in Tennessee, right? So major upgrade at the head coach and offensive coordinator roles. He got a major upgrade at all the skill positions, okay? He went from a washed-up and disinterested Le'Veon Bell to one of the best running backs in the league in, in Christian McCaffrey, okay? And speaking of Christian McCaffrey, hopefully he isn't out too, too long with the hamstring injury. You know, he missed, like, all of last year as well. So prayers up. Hopefully, you know, he, he's able to come back soon. He has a legit number one wide receiver in DJ Moore. And look, like, that's just, like, that is huge. Um, they got the the Marshall Jr. kid out of LSU who they drafted this year who who's another dude who can really play. And the offensive line still needs work, but it's definitely better than, than the Jets' offensive line, right? And he's just, he's gotten all these upgrades. He has a better defense now as well, so there's not pressure to put up 30-plus points a game. Okay, and this is why when kids are drafted, people always talk about situation and why situation is so important. Because look, like Sam Darnold has gone from one of the worst quarterbacks in the league to a guy who looks like he can quarterback a playoff team, right? And, you know, I've just been so impressed with him. I'm so glad I never got off the Sam Darnold bandwagon. If this continues, man, like this Carolina team looks legit. They look real. They probably, they look like the second best team in the NFC South right now behind Tampa Bay. I really like this team. Matt Rule's done a great job. We're seeing all the defensive draft picks pay off from two years ago when they spent literally every single draft pick on a, on a defensive guy. And yes, yeah, so it's just kind of great seeing this rebuild come to life with the addition of Sam Darnold. And now I, I do want to touch on the Texans here really quickly before we take a short break and we get to college football. Houston, man, I feel so bad for y'all because if we're honest about the Texans, they need help everywhere. Okay, they're pre- they're playing hard, which speaks volumes, you know, about their head coach. They had a lot of drama in the offseason with all the Deshaun Watson stuff. That's still going on too. And seeing them put put it behind them and how hard they're playing, you know, I'm I have so much respect for this Houston Texans team and the way that they're going out and playing hard. You know, the front office could tell these guys to tank. They're not doing that. They're going out there playing hard. They're trying to win football games, which is extremely re- respectable in my book. And yeah, I like I'm pulling for this Texans team. I want to see them succeed. It's a lot of veterans, and yeah. So we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're we're gonna get into college football, 
I cannot wait to get into it. It's going to be so much fun. It is... Oh, I'm so excited. So we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back with more Shooting the Schmidt. And we're back with more Shooting the Schmidt. And this, this right here, this segment, getting into college football, this is why I'm so excited you know, to, to record this podcast. Three games that I have circled, kind of the big three games of the weekend. It's it's a lighter weekend. You know, there's not too, too many big-time matchups. You know, there's no Alabama-Florida like we had last week. There's no Ole Miss-Alabama like we have next week. You know, nothing too, too crazy like that. So the first game that I personally have circled here is LSU taking on Mississippi State. Now, look, like I said, this isn't, you know, a big week in terms of, like, major games that are going to affect the college football playoff, right? But this this is a big game, right? And I know neither one of these teams are ranked, but this is a huge game for this LSU program. Okay, Mississippi State crushed them last year in, in the opener, and people were all aboard the Mike Leach train, you know. Everybody loved Mississippi State. Mississippi State was ranked in, like, the top 15, I believe, after they beat them. And if you go back and you watch that game last year, you know, we see LSU – refused to make adjustments, right? They refused to switch from their man-to-man defense, which they love to play, as they should, because they have some of the most talented defensive backs in the country. So they refused to go from man-to-man to zone, and they got shallow crossed and slant-routed to death, right? And so I'm going to be really interested to see how they defend this air raid offense this year, right? And look, if LSU loses this game, you can kiss Coach O goodbye, okay? They may not fire him like immediately after this game, but if they can't beat Mississippi State, they're going to have a tough time beating anybody, anybody in SEC play. You know, Mississippi State's probably the worst team in the West this year. With that being said, you know, I, I said it, you know, I think a, a couple weeks ago, the way Mississippi State plays, they can beat anybody just because they're so weird and they're so t- tough to prepare for. See, I'm really excited to watch this game just because it's got a lot, there's a lot riding on it for Coach O and for this LSU program. They looked good last week against Central Michigan. But then again, like it's it's Central Michigan, right? Like I want to see what they do against a real opponent. And Mississippi State is a real opponent by you know, by every, you know, thing that you want to check mark, right? You know, they're physical, they have a good defense. And yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued by this game. I think that, you know, it has all the makings to be one of the best games that, that will happen this weekend. Next game I want to get into, this is the you know college game day, game of the week. You know, Notre Dame, Wisconsin. And can we just be honest here? Like, there's no buzz about this game, okay? I, I know I'm not super interested in this game. When I get on Twitter, no one's really all that interested in this game. And part of it is because neither one of these teams is elite by any standard. Okay, Notre Dame hasn't looked great this year. They barely beat Florida State, who's not that good. Florida State's 0-3 with with losses to Wake Forest and Jacksonville State. Okay, Notre Dame barely beat Toledo, 32-29. And they didn't look all that great last week against Purdue either. Their, you know, their new starting quarterback, you know, Ian Book, obviously gone playing in the NFL. Jack Cohn, he's just not a good enough quarterback to elevate this Notre Dame team. And Wisconsin hadn't looked all that great either. They, they've only played two games. And look, they, they lost a close game in their opening week to Penn State, who, you know, Penn State's ranked sixth in the country, and it's like, you know, Wisconsin played them close. But I'll be honest, I don't think Penn State's that good. I think Penn State is very, very overrated. I think Penn State's going to end up losing two or three games this year. 
And we've only seen them play one other game. That's against Eastern Michigan. And, you know, like, it's Eastern Michigan. Like, who cares? You know, they beat them, you know, 34-7, to as everybody who plays Eastern Michigan should. And I will say, though, these two teams do have a lot of similarities, right? They both have, you know, solid defenses and below-average quarterback play. And, you know, if I, I'm, I'm going to pick a winner here. I, I'm going to take Wisconsin to win and cover. They are six-and-a-half-point favorites. You know, I like their defense. I think their defense is going to make a few big plays that really kind of swings the game in their direction. I will say that is the one thing you can take away from the Penn State game. Like, we know that this Wisconsin team can play defense. We know this Wisconsin team can run the football. We know they want to run the football. I think they're going to be able to, which is going to help keep the game out of their young, inexperienced quarterback's hands. Uh, his name is Mertz. I like Wisconsin to win 27-17. to Should be a good game, but... I just don't think people are super interested, you know, in this game. Now, let's let's get to the big game. Let's get to the real game of the week. Let's get to the game that everybody's really focusing on. It's it's the matchup of the week. There's really no other way to put it. And it's Arkansas playing against Texas A&M in Jerry's world, right? So, like I said, this is the real game of the week, and I'm absolutely torn on who to pick this game. Simply because, you know, I really liked A&M coming into the year, you know, in the college football preview. I really thought that this A&M team was going to be able to kind of challenge Alabama. And then, you know, the starting quarterback gets hurt. And now it doesn't really look like that anymore. And obviously, you know, if you've listened to me at all, you know I'm an Arkansas fan. Absolutely love them. And they've looked really good in their first three games. Now, with all that being said, I do like Arkansas to win this football game. And so I'm, I'm going to break it down for you real quick. So I think both of these teams, Arkansas and A&M, I think they're very, very similar, especially offensively, right? They both don't fully trust their young quarterbacks. K.J. Jefferson, starting quarterback at Arkansas, redshirt sophomore. You know, he can still be inaccurate at times, especially on those intermediate balls. Zach Calzada, backup quarterback at A&M. True sophomore, he's he's got a tendency to put the ball in harm's way. You know he hadn't you know he's played a game and a half, right? And I mean you know he hadn't really looked great. You know he's he's thrown a couple picks, and yeah. So I'm really interested just to kind of see what these two teams do offensively, knowing the level of talent that these two teams are playing on on defense, right? Like Arkansas has a very good defense. A and M has a very good defense, right? Both of these teams very talented on the defensive side of the ball. And so at the end of the day, whoever runs the ball better is going to win. And I I really like Arkansas when it comes to that. When we look at their defense, Arkansas has elite level linebackers that are all experienced. And we've already seen them slow down. One of the best running backs in the country, in, in Bijan Robinson, the running back for Texas, you know, he was kind of a Heisman hopeful kind of guy c- coming into the season. And I'll be honest, like this A&M offense reminds me a lot of the Texas offense that struggled to do anything against Arkansas's defense, right? Both Texas and Texas A&M both have young, experienced quarterbacks and need to run the football in order to be successful. And look, Arkansas's defended the run well all year this year. They defended they defended it well last week against Georgia Southern, who runs a triple option. They defended it well against Texas, and then in their third game against Rice. So their ability to defend the run has been really impressive. And I will say, 
the, the there is a major difference here between this Texas offense and this Texas A&M offense, and that is that the offensive line for Texas A&M is way more talented than the offensive line at Texas, but they lack experience. Okay, Texas A&M lost four of their five starting offensive linemen from last year, and this is where Barry Odom, Arkansas's defensive coordinator, makes his money. Okay, Odom, one of the best defensive coordinators. In the country, I fully expect him to scheme up exotic looks that this young A&M quarterback and inexperienced offensive line hasn't seen. Okay, so I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas forces two-plus turnovers in this game. Now, I do want to say, this Texas A&M defense is really talented as well, and I know what the numbers say, right? You know, I've been listening to some other shows throughout the week, and I know what the numbers say, okay? I know that they gave up over 200 yards rushing against Kent State, I know they gave up over 170 yards rushing against Colorado. But look, Texas A&M has some dudes up front, okay? They are big, they're physical, they're fast, okay? Just go look at their re- recruiting classes. They're recruiting on an insane level, okay? And here's the other thing. They know that Arkansas is going to try to run the football, okay? They know it, okay? Everybody knows it now. And look, I don't think Arkansas is going to run the ball like they like they did against Texas, but look, the quarterback run game is really difficult to stop, especially with a guy like KJ with how big and fast he is. That's also another thing that I really like with Arkansas's defense. You know, Zach Calzada, not super mobile, right? So Arkansas didn't have to worry about defending, you know, a quarterback run game. They ha- they get to defend a more traditional style of running the football, which is another reason why I like, you know, th- this Arkansas defense. But back to kind of A&M and the, and the Arkansas offense. So, like I was saying, you know, I don't expect Arkansas to run it like, like they did against Texas. But look, like stopping the quarterback run game is hard. We saw Alabama struggle to stop it last week against Florida, and we know how good that that, that Alabama defense is. We also know that, that Kendall Bryles is one of the best offensive coordinators in the country. So, I, I like Arkansas to rush for over 150 yards. I also like KJ to hit a couple big plays downfield. You know, he's shown the ability to throw a good deep ball, and... I think that in order for Arkansas to win, they'll have to hit a couple of those just to keep A&M honest, to keep them from bringing a safety down into the box. And, yeah, I'm really excited for this game. I like Arkansas to win 31-20. to And, yeah, I'm super excited for it. I cannot wait. It is definitely the game that I'm most looking forward to. Once again, Arkansas wins 31-20. to behind stellar play from their defense and KJ Jefferson hitting a couple big plays down the field throughout the game. So those are the the three big games that that I'm looking at this week for college football. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to get into a new segment that we're trying out. We'll see if if it sticks around or not. We're going to call it the big question. We're going to preview every NFL football game coming up on Sunday with just a question, a question that's going to be answered, and I'm I'm excited to get into it. So we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back with more Shooting the Schmidt. And we're back with more Shooting the Schmidt, wrapping it up with the big question, looking at every single NFL matchup coming up this Sunday and Monday Night Football, and asking you know a big question that I'm personally wondering. So we're going to start out in the AFC West, Chargers-Chiefs. The big question here is, is Justin Herbert there yet, right? So looking forward, going forward, in order for the Chargers to win this division, maybe not this year, but in years down the road, Justin Herbert's going to have to play 
at an insane level, okay? Because when you're in a division with the best quarterback in the NFL, that is Patrick Mahomes, you have to have one of two things. One, you have to have an extremely talented quarterback yourself who, who can compete with Patrick Mahomes, or you have to have an absolutely elite-level defense, right? Which, you know, the Chargers have a very good defense, wouldn't call it elite. So the other question is, is Justin Herbert going to be able to play at a high enough level to match points with the Chiefs? And, you know, I think we're going to get a pretty good glimpse into that and what that's going to look like, not just this year, as they will play again at some point, but in the future years, right? You know, these are both two really young quarterbacks, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how these two duel it out going forward. Next, we got the Cardinals and the Jags, and the question is, is Urban Meyer cut out for this? Okay, I know he came out and said he's not interested in the USC job, but we all know he is, at least a little bit especially with the way he's gotten smacked around these first two weeks. And it doesn't get any easier. You know, you get the Cardinals, you get a really explosive offense and a really good defense as well that can that can get after the quarterback. So good luck, Trevor Lawrence. Good, good luck, Urban Meyer. Yeah, moving on, we got the Bears and the Browns. And the question is, is Justin Fields ready? You know, Matt Nagy was trying to sell us all offseason on how Justin Fields wasn't quite ready yet. You know, they wanted to take the Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith kind of approach. And, you know, Andy Dalton gets hurt. Justin Fields, you're in. Let's let's see what you got, right? So, is Justin Fields ready? You know, this is a tough test. You know, taking on, a, taking on the Browns who have a really good pass rush, really good linebacker play. And, yeah, so I'm definitely going to be tuned into this to, and, you know, tuned in to see if Justin Fields is ready to be an NFL starter yet or not. Moving on, we got the Washington football team taking on the Buffalo Bills. And the question is, is Heineke the guy? Okay, we saw how gutsy he played last year in the playoffs against the Buccaneers. He came in last week and played well, led him to a win. And, you know, this is going to be his first start of the year against a much improved Bills defense. So is Heineke the guy? We will find out very quickly this week. Next up, Colts versus Titans. Can the Colts save their season? They started 0-2. If they start 0-3, it's a long climb back to make the playoffs. That is a tall order to make the playoffs if you start 0-3. And this is a really good Titans team. Who's, you know, they're we know what the Titans are going to do. We know they're going to run the football. We know that, you know, they've got guys who can, you know, stretch the defense and AJ Brown and Julio Jones. We know Ryan Tannehill can throw it. So, you know, this is going to be a tough test for this Colts defense. Carson Wentz, man, you you got to show up this week and, and, and put up big numbers because you know that the Titans are going to put up points. Next, Saints and Patriots. Can Jameis Winston bounce back? He was bad last week, 11-22, two interceptions against the Panthers, who, you know, we saw tonight. You know, We know how good of a defense they have. And, look, it doesn't get any easier, okay? You get Bill Belichick who feasts on young quarterbacks. And I know Winston isn't necessarily young, but – Jameis Winston's definitely a guy who can get tripped up by Bill Belichick and the schemes that he comes up with defensively. So it'll be interesting to see what Sean Payton does to put Jameis Winston in a position to succeed this week against what we know is going to be a really good defense that up there in New England. Falcons-Giants, who gets their first win? Both teams are 0-2. You know, I, I personally like the Giants. You know, I think that they're just better. I think they're more talented, which is saying a lot from a talent perspective because let's be honest the Giants really aren't that good you know if Daniel Jones can can hold on to the football then I, I like the Giants to win this game Bengals Steelers do we love the chase 
Okay, Jamar Chase, you know, number five overall pick for the Bengals in this year's draft, really struggled in the preseason, dropped a few balls, came out to the media, made a comment about how, you know, the NFL ball is different from the college ball, all these things. And then he's put up really good numbers in these first two weeks. So do we love the chase? Does Jamar Chase continue to play well against a really good Steelers defense? Ravens versus Lions. How many points do the Ravens score? Let's be honest, this Lions team, we know they're not very good. You know, the Ravens are, I believe, eight and a half point favorites, which is a very big spread in the NFL. So, yeah, uh, I like the Ravens to put up a lot of points against the Lions. Jets first Broncos. Can Wilson rebound? Man, he got the full NXFL experience last week playing against the Patriots. It didn't get any easier taking on Vic Fangio. A great defensive mind and a really good Broncos defense. I believe Von Miller's back this week as well. So Jets r- rookie quarterback Wilson, man, can, can he rebound? Can he turn it around? Can he, you know, take some lessons from last week and and apply them this week? It's going to be really interesting to see. Dolphins versus Raiders. Does the car keep rolling? Derek Carr is off to an awesome start. You know, getting some MVP murmurs, but then again, you know, they've only played two games. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, does John Gruden and this Raiders offense led by Derek Carr continue to put up points, and do they continue to win games? You know, it'll be interesting to see what the Dolphins do as well. No two of this week with his cracked ribs, so, you know, they're going with the backup, Jacoby Brissett. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what this game kind of looks like, and yeah, I'm I'm excited for that one as well. Seahawks versus Vikings. Has the ship sailed on Mike Zimmer? Vikings are probably going to start 0-3. Wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings fired him after this game. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. So, Packers, 49ers, Sunday Night Football. Does Rodgers turn it on? Because Aaron Rodgers is one of very, very few people in the NFL who can turn it on and turn it off. If Rodgers has it turned on, you know, this could be a really good game. If he doesn't, then, you know, it could be a long day for the Packers. Monday Night Football, Eagles versus Cowboys. The greatest, is this the greatest of the least? Are these the two best teams in the NFC least division? You know, we're going to find out. Uh, I'm really excited. I take that back. I'm not excited to watch this game. (laughs) I lied. (laughs) But, you know, it'll be, you know, interesting. You know, when these two teams play, the games are always close. It's it's a rivalry game. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching them play on Monday Night Football. And then finally, the best matchup of the week. Buccaneers versus Rams. Are these the two best? Are these the two best teams in the NFL? I certainly believe so. If you missed the show on or the podcast on Wednesday, make sure you go back and check it out. I go pretty in depth on how the Buccaneers are how the Buccaneers and Rams are both kind of in a class of their own. These are definitely the two most complete teams in the NFL. I'm looking forward to seeing them, you know, battle it out. I'm excited to see Matt Stafford on a big stage. And, yeah, really looking forward to this game. You know, this game was, you know, circled when when the schedule was released. And, yeah, looking forward to it. So those are the big questions here in week three of the NFL season. And that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from me, go follow me on social media at jschmidt underscore four. You know, I'm posting stuff on there pretty regularly. So make sure you go check me out on social media. And yeah, so that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you all again on Monday.